Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. It was with great sadness uh, I read last month about the death of little Fionn Barry from Ballyhay just outside Charleville. Fionn, against all the odds, had reached his seventh birthday, but the odds were very much stacked in his favour thanks to his wonderful parents, Brenda and Trevor. Brenda O'Connell Barry joins me uh, this morning. Uh, Good morning to you, Brenda. Good morning, Patricia. Now, literally, there are just no words that I can say to you to help ease the pain that you are currently going through. And there has been a huge outpouring of love and support uh, for you and uh, for Trevor. Is that helping in any way? Oh, it is. It is, of course. Um, You know, Pion was just the most amazing, special little boy and the comfort that it has brought us just to really, really see just how many people he touched, Patricia, in his little short life. You know, it, it's beautiful. We're really grateful. And in the end, was it very fast? Did, did you realise that you were losing him? Um, yeah. Um, it, it, it was fast and it wasn't. It, you know, we had... We had a very special thing here on the Tuesday before he passed. He was made an honorary paramedic. And there was photos taken and I had my sunglasses on and all the photos because I was crying, Patricia. I knew I was losing him. I knew that that would be the last, you know, special thing that was going to happen for Fiona. I just couldn't stop crying the whole time everyone was here. And we actually had to, one of the ambulances had to bring Fiona to hospital that day when they were finished and they were all off duty, you know, that was a special thing that was happening for Fionn. But, you know, I just knew when we were going up in that ambulance, I couldn't stop crying. I knew that I was just really, really running out of time with him. And you knew from a very early age that Fionn had a life-limiting condition. But did any of the experts and the doctors and the consultants you would have spoken to... uh, did any of them expect him to reach his seventh birthday? No, no, two. They had said two. They said, oh, you know, you'll be lucky if you'll see two. But, you know, Patricia, nothing that we did for Fionn would have been possible without the support that we got from everyone, from all your listeners, from the community, from people, you know, far and wide, up and down the country and even outside of Ireland that donated his campaign and that helped us 
provide him with this lovely extension that we had for him, his beautiful, comfortable bedroom. You know, he had everything was laid on here for him. He was so safe and so loved. And, you know, none of that would have been possible without the support from the community and the people around us, our family and our friends were so, you know, and that really, now when we're thinking back, we're just so grateful to everyone, to everyone that helped his campaign, you know, even people that just only text us and and sent us messages of support. Not everyone could support us through the fundraising, you know, not everyone had the means to do that, but even the texts and the messages that people sent us along our journey that was so beneficial for Fionn, everyone. It wasn't only me and Trevor pulling for him. It was everyone that helped us along the way, Patricia. I was yeah, so there grateful. Was, there was an army behind the fight for yeah. Fionn campaign. But at times, uh, Brenda, and over the years I would have interviewed you, it used to frustrate me that you even had to go down that route of yeah. organising fundraising. I mean, yeah. your, your, your life and your role uh, as a mother and a carer was hard enough without battling a system to get yeah. the basics at times. Well, it, I mean, it yeah. really was the basics. Yeah, that is that is a huge thing. And I'm I'm not finished, Patricia. I'm not finished fighting for family carers and for families like us. Uh, this is only the start. I I intend to keep going in Fionn's name and in Fionn's honour, fighting for other families. I mean, that would have been one of the most exhausting parts of Fionn's journey was fighting the HSE. They made everything so, so, so difficult. You know, um, the fighting that I had to do to get home nursing here at home, the ways that I had to go about justifying my need for support, my need for sleep. You know, Trevor works very hard and he worked very hard and he had to go out and work. But I was facing people telling me that, you know, he should be staying up some of the nights and minding Fiona and going into his job in his factory the following morning as an electrician with no sleep. This was the the attitude we were faced with, you know. Um, I had to actually nearly have a mental breakdown to get any help at all, Patricia. And, I mean, we had such wonderful support with Fionn's consultants, his school, his team in St. Joseph's Foundation. They advocated. They stood behind us. They fought tooth and nail, saying how complex Fionn was, how high medical needs he had, just how exhausting the care that went into him. Because, as you know, Fionn could stay awake for nine days and nine nights crying and screaming that whole time. the, The mental anguish that we suffered caring for him at times was just there's no words that could describe it and like just the I suppose the I can't even describe it the the attitude of those people that we had to deal with in the HSE when we were advocating for that kind of basic support you know just sleep really was the one key thing that I really I feel that if I had gotten it sooner I could have put more so much more energy into other things with Sean Patricia yeah, you know yeah, I, I was so exhausted it's so, from the I mean, that's, with them. that's the one thing that any carer will tell you if you've lack of sleep 
It's yeah. to try and keep going. I mean, I've you speak to people who manage to get a bit of respite and you say to them, you know, what are you doing for your respite? And most people will say, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to... Yeah. I mean, it's just... And it's such a... I mean, sleep deprivation has been used in torture over the years. Yeah. You know, we, we know oh, the yeah. effect that sleep deprivation has. And you're... You're sleep deprived while trying to look after this child with very complex needs. And also, yeah. when you used to talk about Fionn with the, the, the brain agitation and that constant crying and nothing would, would, would soothe him. You're dealing with, you know, your much loved child. You're watching yeah. him go. It's just beyond belief. And then to have somebody in an office saying, well, can't your husband stay up and let you yeah. sleep? Yeah. Oh, it's just, yeah. It just, it yeah, just, yeah. Soul destroying. It, it, is soul soul destroying. Destroying. it is soul destroying. It is so. And I know over the years I would have spoken to you, and there was many times, Brenda, where you were very close to complete and utter burnout. Yeah, absolutely. What yeah. What yeah. was it though at those times? How did you manage to keep going? Um, Fionn, just his little face, Patricia. You know. He he just was such an amazing, amazing little boy. And, you know, myself and Trevor, we were often here. We were like ships passing in the night, you know, taking turns, trying to care for him and give each other breaks. And just he was going through so much. And you just look into his little face and you just say to yourself, oh, my God, if this small, precious little boy can endure this, surely be to God, we can keep going. We can stay strong for him. And that's what we did. And, you know, it, it 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 did send us to the brink of despair and back again so many times. I mean, the seven years that, that we have put down, I just, no family should have to go through it. There should be more support. There, there needs to be so much more help. I mean, I don't know how, as a couple, myself and Trevor have gotten through it, you know, not to mind having actually had to lose Fionn at the end of it, Patricia. You know, it's just... It just beggars belief of what families have to go through and the lengths that they have to go to to get the support. It's just, and it's so it's so devastating to come across these people who are just in an office and they're ticking a box and they're like, this is the criteria and... You, you, don't, you don't meet the criteria. Your yeah. child doesn't meet the criteria. Your family yeah. doesn't meet the criteria. Yeah. How dare somebody even, you know, walk a mile in my shoes, come and live in oh, Brenda's shoes yeah. and, and, yeah. and tell me I, that she doesn't meet uh, the, the criteria. It's, yeah. it's, and and yeah. as we're talking, Brenda, and you are aware of it, there's families today living that, living that life. There is, there is. I remember at one stage, Patricia, um, when I was fighting to get more support at night, I printed out 105 photographs of Fionn crying um, to go with my application because, you know, you're, these people, they just have no empathy, they have no compassion. And, like, you must remember that these people, the majority of them are nurses, you know, that you're dealing with on the ground, applying for these hours and asking for this help, and it goes up along the line. And a good share of them are actually nurses before you get to the head honchos in, in Dublin who are taking the, the ultimate box, we'll say, to give the funding. But before you come to those lads in Dublin, it's nurses that you're dealing with who are, you know, supposed to be compassionate and supposed to care and who would have a good idea of the level of medical care that was going into Fionn and that is going into other children similar to him that are still living. You know, that's the thing that I found so hard to stomach, you know, 
nurses have a duty of care and you know And you sent them in uh, over 100 photographs? I did, yeah I printed them out Patricia I went into the chemist downtown and I printed them out and I wrote a big long letter and I had supporting letters from his wonderful consultant Dr Gibson in Cork and his life limiting nurse Tyrone and all the, the lovely lads blown St Joseph's you know who supported us so well and his school I had letters from my own consultant from my lupus from my GP who was advocating saying how worn out I was and how desperately I needed sleep and I wasn't successful on that occasion I had to still keep going and keep fighting for another two solid years for more help, Patricia, and eventually I got the help. I was given the help that I had wanted for Fionn, and I only was able to avail of it for two weeks before he passed. Two weeks. Yeah. Shocking. Shocking. Oh, it, it and is did, shocking. And if yeah. you had taken, if you and Trevor had decided to take, had decided, I won't say the easy route because it's not the easy route, but if you had decided to say, we can't do this anymore, you, you know, the HSC, are go- you're going to have to find residential care and, and, and look after uh, Fionn. I mean, the, yeah. the cost that that would have been to the HSC. Oh, yeah. But at yeah. any stage, did that go through your mind that would you, would you, I can't do this anymore? Yeah. Um, sometimes it did, Patricia, and sometimes, you know, we were very lucky that we did have some help and the nurses that we had coming in here were like family. They were like our own and they loved Fionn like he was their own. And sometimes when they'd come in and I'd go into bed, I'd be crying inside in bed because the day would have been so difficult. And I sometimes I'd say, please, God, don't let me wake up. I can't wake up. I can't face into another day, you know, and like... All I did want was sleep. You know, I didn't ask for any help in the daytime or anything. I only wanted to go to bed at night, Patricia, and to be made to feel like such a failure and such a flawed mother for needing sleep. You know, the way they make you feel. You know, at one stage I was told, um, oh, you can apply for more help, but you might lose the help that you've got already. Like, you know, they might look into your case and say, actually, you're getting too much help as it is. Yeah, huh? putting the fear of God into just yeah, yeah, yeah oh try, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Um, and when I just want to give you an example now of the HSE, what they did when Fionn passed. Um, he was buried on a Monday, and the following Monday, I got a phone call, Patricia, and a lady came on the phone. She said, "I'm such and such from the HSE. I'm just ringing to say we'll be out tomorrow for Fionn's bed and his wheelchair and his seating system." And I said. I said, oh, right. I said, well, I said, sorry now, but he didn't even give us two euros towards his wheelchair, so he certainly won't be getting that. And she said, all right, so his bed and his seating system. And she said, is there anything else? And I said, yes. I said, your condolences for the loss of my son wouldn't go astray. What she said? She just kind of went silent and she said, oh, yes, of course, yeah, of course, yeah, obviously, yeah. And, um, you know, I put her off. I didn't give them the bed and the seating system that day because, like, that was the only two items that we got from the HSE, Patricia. Every other beautiful thing that we had for Fionn, we got with the help of Family Carers Ireland who who helped us so much with pieces of equipment and, and, and the fundraising did I, did campaign. I, did I see you online? You're donating some of those items. Yeah. And, yeah. Oh, everything, Patricia. Everything that we have for Fionn, we're going to give to other families. We're going to, you know, just spare one family that torture 
of having to advocate and fight and fight for a piece of equipment. We're just going to try and help so many people. His wheelchair, we're going to be able to use it as a stopgap wheelchair for a few different families, for a family that's waiting for their own wheelchair. Fionn's wheelchair will be able to, to step in and allow that child to access the bus to school, perhaps, for a few months until their wheelchair comes. Well done, well done. And so it'll help so a few families, not is... only one family. So that's, you know, that's really, it's really helping us to think that we can do that and have a legacy for yeah. Fionn with his equipment, you know, to help yeah. other families. That's exactly the word I was going to, going to use. This now becomes Fionn's leg, uh, legacy. And yeah. health-wise, you, you, you touched on, and whenever you touch on it, you always just breeze over it. Uh, when, you, when you talk about you've, you have lupus, how are you health-wise at the moment, Brenda? Um, I'm okay. I'm okay. Like I'm, It's just so strange. When Fionn was with us, I craved sleep so much, Patricia, and I was so exhausted all the time. And you know, fighting to get someone to help me to get that sleep. And now that he's gone and I can sleep as much as I want, I can't sleep. Oh. I'm, you know, I'm awake at night, you know, listening for him and walking the halls and, you know, thinking that I hear him and, you know, he'd be doing such and such now. And, you know, it's just, oh, the silence is absolutely deafening. My arms are so empty. My heart is empty. The house is empty. It's just, oh, it's, I... It's so devastating. We miss him so, so much, Trevor and myself. We miss him so much. But it's just, it's just going, it's going to help us now. We're going, I'm going to continue my fight for carers with the help of Family Carers Ireland, hopefully. And we're going to use his equipment. That's going to be his legacy. We're going to try and keep his name alive as much as we can, you know, keep keep him in people's minds and just remember the beautiful, special, precious little boy that we had and the seven years of love that we gave him with the help of everyone. You know, it's, he just, he really was a miracle and we were so, so blessed to have him. And he was blessed to have you both as parents. He he, he really was. And, you know, this darkness will one day lift. What, what will you most remember about little Fionn? Oh, his eyes, Patricia. He had eyes and eyelashes. Oh, my God, his eyes were so blue. And when he'd look at you, if you were blessed enough that day to get a smile off that child, oh, my God, when he would smile, his teeth, he had a gap in between his two front teeth. Oh, he was just the most beautiful boy in the world. Oh, our heart breaks for you, Brenda. It really does. You've been incredible. You you've just been incredible. And I can see so many people say they're in tears listening uh, to you as we all are here. You're just you're great. And listen, we appreciate you taking time out to talk to us. And and we will we will talk again and when things are back to normal we'll have you in studio for another chat. But just And I just I just want to thank everyone so much again, Patricia. so many people, I I won't go naming anyone for fear of letting anyone out, but everyone that helped his campaign and helped us and the, all the beautiful girls in Puffin Ward above in Cork, oh my God, they're so fantastic. And his consultant and Tyrone, they were so, so good to us. We're so grateful to everyone that did even the slightest little thing for Fionnet.
we're so grateful. Okay. You look after yourself and Trevor. You too. Thank um, you we'll so talk much soon. for this chance. Okay. Thank you. God bless. God bless. Court today on C103. With Sean Cusack Insurance's Kinsale. Now part of McCarthy Insurance Group. Want great advice? You know who to talk to. CMIG.ie. You're listening to Cork Today on Replay. Phone and text lines are currently closed. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.